And so what is natural for you? What is your natural cadence, the way that you naturally speak, the way that you naturally talk? We need to start there. So first of all, focus on who are you? What is your style of delivery? And what makes you the most comfortable? Because again, with imposter syndrome, sometimes we'll think we need to be like other people. We'll think we need to present like other people and it'll cause us to say things in a way or do things in a way that's just not natural. So the very first step before we even get into anything else is to think about who you are. Think about who you are and embrace who you are and embrace your style of communication. So you've got a big presentation coming up. Maybe it's for some meeting at work or in business, or maybe it's just some discussion that you're going to be leading. But whatever it is, you want to make sure that it's good and you want to make sure that it's memorable. Well, how exactly do you do that? What's up, everybody? My name is Terrence Lee, a.k.a. The Introvert Leader, and this is Made Leader Mondays, the second part of a two-part series on public speaking tips for introverts. And so in this video, we're going to be talking about how to give a memorable presentation, a presentation that's going to help you to stand out and help you to really just set yourself apart from anyone else. So in the last public speaking video, we talked about nervousness, all the things you can do to help you just overcome feelings of nervousness that a lot of us can feel. You know, I talked about with me how my heart can start to race sometimes when I have a big presentation coming up or I'm in front of people. And we gave tips on how you can overcome those things and what you can do to get over that. Well, today we're going to now talk about giving a memorable presentation. So, you know, we focused on the nervousness, how to get through that. Now it's about how do you make sure that what you're saying in the presentation is actually good? So some of you might be familiar with the phrase death by PowerPoint. Well, if you're not familiar with that phrase, what it basically means is a scenario where somebody has slides up and they're literally just reading word for word off of the slides. If you have ever been in a meeting like this or in a scenario, then I promise you already know it is very cringeworthy. Uh, I've been in meetings like this and you begin asking yourself, why am I here? Uh, that's honestly the feeling that you get. And so you want to make sure that you don't want to be like that person. Uh, I know that honestly, I've had times in my life in the past where I had some presentations to give and I know that that's how I came off. But there were reasons for that. I wasn't as confident in my subject matter. I hadn't really practiced the way I should have. And we're going to get into some specific tips how to not be that person and how to not be in that scenario so that your presentation is memorable and your information comes out the right way. So one place we really need to start at is with our mindset. We really have to start with our mindset. And I know that everyone talks about mindset and that's always you know the cliche thing to start with. But seriously. We really have to think through that first. So one thing that I used to struggle with at times, if I'm honest, and if you're watching this or listening, you might have gone through the same thing, but it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome will watch other people and the way that they present and the way that they talk. And we think we have to be like that, too. So one of my favorite speakers in the world is Eric Thomas. Uh, if you're not familiar with Eric Thomas, just Google his name, you know, put him on YouTube, his name in and promise he'll come up and a lot of amazing speeches will come up, too. He is actually one of the go to people when I have some big presentation that I might be nervous about or I'm going to talk in front of some large group and I start feeling my nerves fill away. He has these videos on fear 
and how to overcome your fear. And anytime I listen to one of those videos, I promise I'm like ready to run through a brick wall. I'm like, now I'm about to kill this presentation. Like I love Eric Thomas, but Eric Thomas's energy is different from mine. His cadence of speech, the way that he delivers his message, the way that he talks, it's very different from me. So for a while, I used to listen to his speeches. I used to listen to the way he would talk. And I would say to myself, I don't sound like that. Like, I don't have that Eric Thomas energy. You know, I don't come out just blazing and loud and like, you know, very animated. That's just not my style. And if I were to do that, I would probably come off very fake. Uh, it just it wouldn't feel natural. It wouldn't sound natural. And so what is natural for you? What is your natural cadence, the way that you naturally speak, the way that you naturally talk? We need to start there. So first of all, focus on who are you? What is your style of delivery? And what makes you the most comfortable? Because again, with imposter syndrome, sometimes we'll think we need to be like other people. We'll think we need to present like other people and it'll cause us to say things in a way or do things in a way that's just not natural. So the very first step before we even get into anything else is to think about who you are. Think about who you are and embrace who you are and embrace your style of communication. So once you embrace that style of communication, you're unstoppable at that point because now you know what your zone of genius genius is and you can key in on that. So first of all, let's start there. So five tips that will help you to have a memorable presentation and to really stand out. So the first one is very important, and it's to start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. And so all this means is what's your takeaway? What's your takeaway? When you're about to start speaking and talking to the people you're talking to, what do you want them after you're done to walk away with? And it's interesting, there are a lot of times where you'll be in different meetings and different discussions. I know this happens to me at times. And you'll sit in a meeting for 30 minutes or 45 minutes and you'll hear people talk and you'll hear this conversation. And have you ever left one of those meetings and asked yourself, what was the point of that? Like, what did I take away from that discussion? You know, and you may not feel like, you took anything away. Like you literally just lost 30 to 45 minutes of your time. And you don't want that to happen, you know? So you want to make sure that what is it that I want people to take away from this? And when you start there, then you already know before the meeting starts, before your presentation starts, your brief or whatever, that there's a key takeaway. There's something that when people leave your discussion, they leave your talk, they're going to walk away with. And it's something that they didn't know before. So it's got to be something that's going to enlighten them, something that's going to challenge them, some new idea, maybe something that they just have not heard before. That's what you want to focus on going into your presentation. So the next thing that you want to focus on, and a lot of people miss this. I used to miss this myself, is to tell people what you're going to talk about. Tell people right up front, you know, so when you have some presentation or whatever the scenario, letting people know what you're going to cover. Hey, so just to let you all know, we're going to be covering X, Y, Z or hey, so I'm super excited to have you all here today. We're going to be talking 
about ABC, right? Like right up front, right in the beginning, let people know why they're there. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you're on a call or you're in a room and somebody just starts talking and then a few minutes in, you're asking, why are, why did we come here? Like, what's the point of this meeting? <laughs> Have you ever been in a meeting and you wondered why you were in the meeting? I've had that happen. You know, people will send out a meeting notice with no subject line about what the meeting's about. You're just in this room or you're on this call and it's like, kind of, why are we here? Right. So you want to lead with the reason for your presentation. You know, this is why we're here. This is what I hope for you all to get out of this. Right. And that gives people an expectation and it really locks them in from the very beginning. So once people are locked in from the beginning, then at that point you have their ears. Right. They say, OK, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to listen to what this person has to say because I know why I'm here. I understand why I'm here. Right. So make sure and start with the reason that people are in the room. So the next tip, and this is one that definitely helps to avoid that scenario we talked about in the beginning, which is the death by PowerPoint. And it's to know your content, know your content. See, when you know your content, then it makes it a lot easier to not be reading word for word off of a slide. See, a telltale sign that you can tell someone either doesn't really know much about what they're talking about or they just didn't study it is when they're reading word for word off of a slide. And how do I know? Because I've done it. I have done it uh, early in my career. There were presentations where I just didn't feel as comfortable. I either didn't know the subject matter or I was maybe just new to it. I was just new to that field or new to what that topic was. And I wasn't as comfortable to really just go off of the cuff. So there were words on a slide. So I read them. Right. And when you do this, it's really just a telltale way for people to know this person doesn't fully understand this stuff. Like what you really want in the sweet spot, slides are just supposed to be really a backup resource at the end of the day. If you have PowerPoints or if you have that sort of um, you know situation when you're talking, it's really just a backup resource for you, for the people that are there to be able to see various data points and various things that you want to point out in the presentation. But ultimately, the knowledge and the words and everything come from you. So one thing that you want to do, you don't have to memorize every single bullet on some slide. You don't have to have a ton of content on any slide either. What you really want to focus on is just one to two takeaways per slide. Or if you don't have slides and you have a, you know, just speech you're giving and you're talking with no slides at all, throughout that, you want to have a few things, one to two, in each section of your talk that you're focusing on, right? So for example, you know, if you were to have a slide and let's say that it has 10 bullet points on it, right? Well, you don't want to read word for word off of every single one of those 10 bullet points because you're going to lose people, right? What you really want to do is of those 10, what are the most important ones? Because people are going to read them. I mean, they're going to sit there. They're going to read all the bullet points as you're talking. But what are the key things you really want people to take away? And those are the things when you're speaking to the slide that you focus on. OK, so making sure that you know your content when you know your content, you don't even have to read the slides uh, and it really comes off. It makes you sound just much more polished 
it makes you sound like you truly understand what you're talking about because the slides are just there for backup. At the end of the day, you're the one with the knowledge and people will begin to see you as the expert at what you're talking about. So another tip is to scan the room and keep people engaged. OK, so one thing that I see people do at times is not really engage with people and engaging does not have to mean necessarily just talking back and forth with a person having a dialogue. It can be something as simple as eye contact. Right. So when you're having conversations and when you're briefing or giving a presentation, just making sure that you're looking at people, right? You're engaging with people. You're seeing, are they engaged with what you're saying? You're trying to see, are they nodding their head in agreement to something I said? Did, did they look frustrated by something that I said? Did they look like they disagree with it? Like, what are all of the different cues? What are people's body language? How are they keying off of what I'm saying? See, this is very engaging. And then also, if you're in a situation where you're talking and maybe somebody has a question or somebody has some thought to, you know, you triggered something when you said something and now they have a thought to share. Engaging with that thought, you know, having dialogue back and forth, being able to do that. The more that you do that, the more people are truly into your discussion and they're into what you're saying. See, one of the things that's really tough and I've had this happen with certain speaking engagements and uh, meetings that I've led. It's tough when you're talking and you're presenting and there's just dead silence. There's dead silence and nobody is nodding their head. Nobody is showing anybody language. They're just literally sitting there. That's tough. I'm not going to lie because you find yourself wondering, like, are they with me? Are they hearing me? You know, that can be a tough scenario. And I've been there. And so you want to make sure that you're making eye contact with people. It makes people feel like they're a part of what you're saying. They're a part of your presentation and they know that they feel seen. Right. And so just scanning the room. If you're in person, if you're on a Zoom call, you know, making sure you're looking in the camera, you're engaging with people that way as well. If people have a thought to share, you're engaging with that thought, you're encouraging conversation. And it really just helps to make the uh, discussion that you're having a lot more lively and people really feel a lot more into it. Introverts are too quiet and too weak to lead. Have you ever heard this before? Well, my name is Terrence and for years as an introvert, I didn't think I had what it took to be a leader. What I learned was being an introvert is my superpower. If you wanna learn how to have success as an introvert, then go to quietvoicefearlessleader.com to learn more. So the last thing that you want to do to have a memorable presentation is to prepare for Q&A. You want to make sure and prepare for Q&A. So Q&A is a good thing. It's a good thing. So, you know, like we just said in the last tip, you do want to have some level of engagement. And so when people have questions and you're able to respond to those questions, it really, again, helps you to come off as the expert in that topic. People know that, oh, this person knows their content. They know what they're talking about. They're able to answer my questions. Right. So I remember there was this senior director a few years ago. And when I was a proposal manager, on this program that I was on. And this director had the hardest questions. I mean, it did not matter 
what was going on, but he was going to ask a hard question. And I knew it. I knew every single time, no matter what the situation was, he was going to ask a tough question. I'm not going to say his name. Maybe he'll see this one day. But it was also a very good experience for me. It was difficult at the time. I'm not going to lie. You know, when you're on a call with a bunch of people at senior levels and you get asked these very hard questions and he was the type where he would ask a hard question. And then if he didn't like your answer, he was going to ask you like three more hard questions. So you ended up in this rabbit hole that you could like never get out of with him, you know, but it really taught me a lot. I'm really thankful for him and I'm thankful for that experience because it taught me how to prepare for hard questions. If I have a presentation now, if I'm going to be talking to somebody, if I'm going to be briefing something, I am preparing for every question I could potentially be asked. Now, does it mean that I'm going to always know when I'm going to be asked? No, it doesn't mean that. Does it mean that I don't, you know, that I always get my answers right or I always know every answer? No, it doesn't mean that at all. But I do know that I need to prepare. And so preparation is very important. Think about all of the questions. When you look at your presentation, when you think about the discussion that you're going to have, whatever the scenario is, think about all of the outcomes that could happen. Think about all of the questions. If you were in the audience and you heard your presentation, right? What are some of the questions that you would have? Try to flip it. Like try to think about what are all the questions I could be asked. And then you want to practice your answers over and over. The more you do that, it begins to sink in your subconscious, right? Like you don't even have to uh, practice too much after a while because the more that you do it over and over, you ask yourself these questions over and over and answer them, it just becomes second nature. And so then when you're in the presentation and you get asked that question, you're able to give that response and you're good, you're comfortable. So, you know, practicing your Q&A, understanding what questions you might be asked, and then thinking about and practicing those answers is super, super key. So before we go, I just want to talk a little bit about one of my favorite presentations I have ever heard. And that presentation was by Susan Cain, the author of the book Quiet. She gave a talk for TED Talks and she talked about her story. And she talked about some of the concepts from her book, Quiet, which is you know well known or the probably the most famous book regarding introversion and culture. And in this talk, she started with a story about being at camp and, you know, how that tied into introversion versus extroversion and just that whole dynamic and how that played out in her life. And she just gave so many great examples in this talk that. You know, and it's gotten millions of views on YouTube and so many people have watched it and shared it. But what I love the most about the talk is not just the fact that she embraces the fact that she's an introvert, but you can tell when she was doing her talk, she was so comfortable in her skin. She was so comfortable with who she is and what she was saying. And so despite all of these tips and everything that we talked about, I just really want you to take that away. Remember that regardless, and we touched on this in the beginning of the uh, episode here, but being yourself and leaning into that 
finding your style, finding your cadence, right? That's ultimately what's going to help you to win in this area. See, when you do that, your presentation is going to come off authentic. And when it comes off authentic, you have so much of a better chance at winning and communicating your message in the right way. So remember, be yourself. Don't try to be anybody else. Just lean into you and you're going to win. So listen, that has been how to create memorable presentations. I hope that you got a lot from this episode today of Made Leader Mondays, and I can't wait to come back with the next edition next week. And so until the next time, hope everyone has an amazing week. Talk to you all later. God bless. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hey, if you know someone that needs to hear the topic that we talked about today, make sure you share this episode with them. Or if you'd like to share the episode with your followers, if you think a few of them would find value in it, then screenshot the episode and tag me at The Introvert Leader on Instagram. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.